Hello and welcome to the podcast with your host myself, Graham Reed, Chris Comston and Antonia Landy. In this episode, we are going to be exploring the roots of product operations, why it has always been here and why now is the time to start taking it seriously. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special webinar um, to explore product operations and how Although this role and title is fairly new, the jobs that are being done actually have been here for a very, very long time. Um, let me first introduce myself and, and my fantastic colleagues here. So my name is Graham Reed. I'm head of product operations at uh, Cobalt, also very involved in the product operations community, as well as the, the fabulous PLA who are hosting uh, this for us today. Antonia, want to talk about yourself. Absolutely. Um, hi, my name is Antonia. I'm a product operations consultant and coach, and I'm really excited to be here. Fantastic. And Chris? Yeah, great. Thanks, everyone. Um, so yeah, I'm Chris. I'm a, also an independent product ops consultant and coach. Fantastic. Um, okay, so let's let's just dive straight into this. Um, and right, we dive into what kicked off us wanted to talk, uh, you know, have this podcast. Uh, Antonio and I, you know, have been talking for quite a little while about this topic. And I know, Chris, you know, this is your, your passion about this as well. A few weeks ago, uh, Antonio and I in particular noticed uh, a, a post, a particular post on LinkedIn with the opinion that product operations was, you know what, was it really needed? Is it a bit superfluous? Um that good product teams should be covering a lot of these things that that we do in role, you know, without product operations managers. And actually, it, does the problem really lie with the product teams or the product leadership itself and why these things are, are not being uh, covered? We all had our reactions to this. We all had our reactions to this, uh, you know, this line of thinking. Um, and I think really now that's, that's what's brought us here today and we really want to dive into that. So let's kick this off. Product operations is 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 it is it new or is it is it something that you know in terms of what we do always been here? Antonio, what do you think? I think the sort of confusion or this line of thinking comes from seeing this brand new role being created, right? I think for most of us, we never heard of product ops up until three, four, five years ago. You know, um, and I think all of us here are actually quote unquote veterans in the space, if if we can call ourselves that. Um, and in the beginning, I think it was also the same for me looking at this as a brand new role. I didn't really understand necessarily where it came from, uh, if it had always been there or not. But the thing that really made it click for me is when I read sort of that first fateful product ops job description that I ultimately got, I realized I had been doing all of this this entire time, right? And this is exactly why I could step into a role like that without ever having officially done it before, because we had all been doing it. We just, we didn't have a name for it. We didn't think of it as something that was in addition to our day job, right? And we didn't think of it holistically. And I think that's what really makes the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 I had exactly the same 
uh, epiphany, I suppose, really more than anything else. And actually, more recently, as I've started to think and talk a lot more about this, when I first started in product management, I mean, 10, 12 years ago, you know, I was the only product manager. Um, we didn't have product marketing. We didn't have designers. We certainly didn't have product operations. So I was doing all of these things that now, uh, and certainly in bigger organizations now, we split these roles out. So yes, designers, you know, those, those specialist skills, completely, completely sensible. Product marketing, yeah. Do you know what? There's a there's a real segregation of skills between that and product management. And now with product operations, we're now saying actually allow product managers to focus on the the real tangible deliverables to the market. You know, let them focus on the product and not focus on how they're operating, not focus on how are they doing their job, but do their job, not focus on how they can make their job le- easier, faster, stronger. Um, and so, you know, here we are with, with, with you know, with product manager, with product operations. And so actually we were in a world where these, these roles are now being split out. But, you know, exactly as you said, we were always doing this sort of thing. You know, certainly, you know, years ago, we were doing all of these things. We didn't have necessarily the time to do them all well or properly all of those things um but we were certainly certainly doing them chris what's been your experience in this uh yeah i mean unsurprisingly kind of the same um i think there's a there's definitely a conversation around product operations the role product operations the function um and i think yes uh in terms of job title and role i think looking back as a veteran, <laughs> 2020, 2021, I actually had the job title. Prior to that, it was called something else. Prior to that, as a consultant, I realized um, the the function itself is something I've been doing for, for many years, maybe even back to um, in my kind of early formative years in, in tech was considering how we worked, removing waste, trying to be more effective. And I think a lot of the... Um, the commentary that I see around product tops is coming from people that um, are maybe already in the function. They're already doing some of this work and they're just, they just have a different job title and that's absolutely fine. The work still needs to happen. Um, at the same time, there is a bunch of other work that needs to happen. And I think you've touched upon some of these specific roles in product analytics, in design, in research, in product management, product strategy. Um, I would prefer our teams to totally focus on what they're trying to achieve for the customer and not how exactly they're trying to do it. We should allow our teams like a a deal of creativity, flexibility, autonomy, if you you want to kind of open that kind of worms, um, to understand how to solve those problems for their customers. And I think in good product operations teams, um, we're more enablers to that. Um, those actions they need to take rather than coming in and being you know, too process heavy. But I do see a lot of the commentary coming from um, maybe people that are in organizations that is not quite ready for product operations or are so mature and have been around for so long that operations as a function is part of many people's roles. Um, in the world of startups, you don't need product operations. Like everyone should just be totally doubling down on product market fit, understanding what customers need, t- trying to monetize it. Operations become a kind of um, a sidebar conversation. Um, and as the organizations mature, and I think the, the places that we've worked in, in previously um, or, or currently um, are in that world of kind of chaotic scaling where standardizing something, reducing waste, ensuring teams are effective is super important. And having a person totally dedicated to that, that sounds like a good thing to me. 
I, I, I you've you've touched on a couple of great interesting points there, and a couple would like to come back to. But I think the, um, I, I think one I'd I'd really like um to to hand over to Antonio because I know you say a lot about this is when when does a business need product operations you know and in so many many you know times you know in in, in the product world it, you know it really just does 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 depend there's no there's no there's no one size fits all you know and things like that because absolutely right chris you know startups you don't need product operations you know because you got you need to be focusing on you know earning making money out of it first delivering your products delivering your mvps whatever um but um but i know you know we we i think all of us you know we've talked a lot about this about you know what is the right time for product operations to to come in and as i say antonio let me hand it over to you because you've you've you spent a lot of time talking about this yeah um although i would like to challenge that notion a little bit because product operations exists in every company right regardless of whether we call it that of whether we have a dedicated person on it etc cetera, etc cetera. it exists by virtue of product existing right whenever product work needs to get done product operations exists now whether that is written or unwritten rules whether that is explicit or implicit whether that just happened right? And this is just how we get work done because how we've always done it. Um, it exists. So that is, right. it's almost like a moot point, right? You're, you're right. Um, let me let, allow me to rephrase <laughs> the, the a, a dedicated role because you're absolutely yeah. right. product operations absolutely all, has always existed. It always will exist. You know, the, 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 and interestingly, this will then start to touch onto the next conversation that we're going to go into, which is actually talking about splitting the role from the function. But let me, yes. let's come back to, to that. So about the role, what, you know, talking about this question of when's the right time to have a dedicated role of product operations in in a team yeah i think it depends on a few different factors at least from what i've seen right like you can have an organization that was always incredibly mindful of how they get work done and they sort of grew and scaled with that in mind in an organization like that it might be you know, you might get to 500 people and like 20 PMs before you really think, okay, I need a full-time dedicated person to take a look at this. If you're an organization that scaled really rapidly or in a really chaotic way, or maybe you have a bunch of less experienced folks coming together, trying to make something happen, maybe it might make sense to have a product ops person a little bit earlier in the game to really say, look, we're going to expand in the next year. We want to do this properly. We don't want to have to do it, you know, when we need to change 500 people's minds as opposed to 200 people's minds. Let's invest early and set ourselves up for success. But I think, and that is something really interesting that actually both Chris and I have kind of come to the conclusion to is that maybe there is scope to do this in a fractional position, right? Maybe it's not necessarily something where you say, we hire a team, we hire four people to do product ops, and we will need that support throughout, you know, for the rest of our sort of organization's lives. Maybe it is really the sort of thing where, especially for startups, you have something, you have someone come in quite early on to say, I'm going to tell you now what's going to be important six months from now, and we'll implement some best practices together. We'll make sure that the team is set up for success. 
And then I'm going to come back in six months and check in and see how you're doing. I think that's super interesting because it's something that I've long, you know, ha- had on my mind. I long, long talked to many people about this idea of having a fractional product operations, product operations as, as a service, uh, yes. something, you know, something very similar to this because you're absolutely right. You know, I've, I, I think we've all kind of said this to each other as well previously in that if you set product operations up right, you, you, you take something on, you improve it, you give you hand this back to the teams. You know, yeah. it's not a role that we're actually in a perfect world. Firstly, you should be doing anything continuously and full time. Secondly, if you do product operations so well, the, but the, you should almost talk yourself out of a job, you know. And it's a way that I've always looked at everything that I do, every part of the role that I do. I look at it and say, I want to do hand this back and I never want to touch it again. Very rarely does it ever happen. But actually, that's the aim that you always have. And I've spoken to people about this before to say, well, you, you're trying to get yourself, you know, dehired. Well, yes, because that's the function of the role is I didn't want to be doing this. I want to help those things improve, help those people improve how they do things and then move on and and, and allow those people to do those things embedded in their role, uh, you know, so that they can do it without even thinking about it, without it being a, a burden or a chore to them. Um, and so absolutely, you know, can you come in, set up shop, walk away, allow people to do those things, and then kind of have this kind of check-in. What, what's the next phase? Come back, do a little piece, come back a little bit, little bit later on. Absolutely. I think it's, it's, I think it's a way that the role will end up evolving into very successfully as well. Yeah, I think I think I would add to that. What we're talking about here is um, product ops uh, practitioners that have a, a varied uh, level of experience and capability. We talk a lot about being generalists or specialized generalists. Um, I think what we're talking about here is being enablers and the kind of organizations that maybe we three have been working in, um, we have been in that enablement position um, as, as opposed to, uh, you know, coming in relatively process heavy and, and, and trying to impart some of our process uh, and then leave. We're, we're here to help the team, support the teams to become better in, in various different ways, more efficient, more effective, etc. Um, what we don't have is a person on this call that has been part of a much larger product operations team. Um, and we also actually just looking at the, the people we have on here is um, product operations is still a relatively new term in, in Europe. Um, outside of Europe, particularly in the US, maybe a little bit more known, a little bit more specialized, a little bit more understood um, as, a, as a specific role or team. Um, but just thinking about um, the type of people we are is more in that coaching and enablement space. And I wonder what someone that may have, may have been running like a team of 10 to 15 product operations managers might think about that and the specialized roles that they have and very much focused. Um, because where where we kind of fit in that fractional interim space of maybe coming in enabling, um, maybe not doing ourselves out of a job, but you know enabling a team to a degree that they have improved in certain areas that we may come back in the future and say, okay, now we've got to this level. Let's think about these different things as well. Versus a team that comes in and um, much like many of the other roles in product development have got through that kind of messy middle stage of understanding what the role is and how it adds value and said, okay, for this type of organization, for this scale, this type of customer, this type of business that we're operating in, um, product operations looks like this to us. And we're going to double down on that and really make sure, for example, we talk or it is talked about a lot 
um, like insights, uh, streamlining into teams, getting both quant and qual insights into teams so they can act efficiently and effectively um, and, and achieve what they need for customers. Product Ops teams do that. Um, I can't say as a practitioner of Product Ops that I focus on that solely um, to any kind of level, but teams are often brought in to do that and specifically look at that part. And they may do you know, three or four other very specialized things that other members of the team currently aren't doing and, and for, for, for various reasons. I think it's just that we're not in that space. Uh, we're in that more product coaching and enabling space. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear you on that, that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a vast, there's a vastness of, of the role. Yeah, actually, and, you know, it's a piece that we've all talked about so much as well is that, you know, there is no one way to, to do this role. Um, you know, and you, arguably you could say that about any role in any business, you know, particularly in the product space, you know, there is no one way to, to you know, to do product management. Uh, you know, there's a few very leading ways, uh, but, you know, there is no one way. And let's be fair as well. I'm obviously slightly off topic, but, you know, nobody does anything exactly the same. Nobody does all of Agile. We all take the bits and pieces that work for our business uh, and those things work for us and other bits and pieces don't work. And we call ourselves, you know, we're saying we're doing Agile and things like that. You know, but it's a, I, I see product operations as a degree further removed from that because we have to take on board that flexibility that each of the teams works, how they've implemented product management in their business. And then we have to look at that and then apply our own flexibility layer on top of that. So how can we help those individuals? Um, uh, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the book uh, that's just come out um, by um, who are the two people that just wrote the product operation yes. book? Yes. Yeah, that's it. So the you know there's it's an interesting. I've not had. I'm really looking forward to getting around to reading that at some point soon. To say how do you you know is this going to be a manual of how to do this or is this going to be kind of that that guidance on on how to be flexible and how to approach different situations to help you know the, these teams and 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 both of you you know in in your in your coaching and your and your consulting roles. You know, must come across that a lot more uh, to say, well, how does this business operate? How does this business operate? And how do we now go and help those individuals based upon what we learn? Yeah. And I think like, at least for me, Chris, I would love to hear what you think about this, but I very deliberately don't have a manual on how to do product ops. I very deliberately don't have a framework where I say, okay, I come in and regardless of what your organization struggles, I'm going to implement these four things and then I'm leaving again because that's just not what product ops is, right? To me, product ops, and that's why I love it so much. It's it's really taking the core practices of product management and applying them to the organization. And my very first step is always going to be problem discovery. Right. So whenever somebody says, what is product ops or what, what can it look like for our company? It's like, well, what are you struggling with? You know, that's those are the things I can help you with. It's not necessarily, OK, you need to do discovery in this and this way. You need to make sure that you access data in very particular ways. You need to make sure that your roles are defined as such and such. It's really at the end of the day, we're all serving the business. Right. So whatever the business and the organization struggles with, that's what product ops will look like at that organization. Yeah, I, I think product ops people, at least the ones I've been um, chatting with over the, over the past few years, were very good problem identifiers. 
we can make sense of the challenges that an organization is faced with across various different functions and, and industries. And, and I think, again, this is where having a variety of experiences, um, seeing both very good and, and very, let's say, not so good um, teams, organizations trying to build a product, like you get this understanding of the the biggest areas you might want to focus on. So that product discovery element is, is absolutely um, key, I think. I think the product ops people I've been talking with are very good and uh, sorry, not very good, but very comfortable having quite blurred lines. They're okay with not having this very specific, I am product ops and I do this. But again, I say that given that the people on this call and maybe in a slightly different position to other product ops teams who um, maybe are, have different levels of experience and uh, interesting capabilities that makes them be a little bit more specific. I'm very comfortable having blurred lines. I'm very comfortable coming in and working quite closely with design leadership or engineering leadership, making the connections between those groups of people. Um, and absolutely, I don't think there is a, um, I certainly don't think there's a one size fits all, hey, let's just put these things in place. I will be with you for six months, a year. We'll put these things in place and then I will leave and you'll be in a much better place than you were. I think we're, the realization is that that's never going to happen. Uh, we're not people that bring process and, and stamp it into, a, into an organization. I think, again, going back to that enablement piece, the things you were just mentioning there, Antonio, I think by the sounds of it, I don't think you're going to go into an organization and say, I will do the discovery for you and I will then solve those problems. I think you're going to come in and be we'll do the discovery together and I have a good level of experience and capability to help you to do that in the best ways. And we can take the capabilities you currently have as a product organization, cross-functional product team and look internally rather than looking also externally. Uh, and then I'll help you solve those problems and in the best way that I've, uh, that I can given the experiences I've had in the past and some of the good things that I've seen, um, which kind of just leads me into a, a place where um and maybe an open question for this group as well is, is our product ops consultants really just product consultants and, and coaches? And it's a question, <laughs> right? Because I've just recently gone independent. So I'm uh, toying around with every other day on LinkedIn, changing my job title from product ops consultant to product consultant, because actually a lot of what we do um, is being said by other people. Okay, our focus is maybe more internal, more focused on how we work on effective teams more so than than other um, kind of product leadership consultants. But again, there is a lot of blurred lines there. I It's an interesting piece because I think both of you have said um, some very interesting piece. And so I'm going to come back to something that you said as well, which is, um, you know, what, to define it, what is product operations? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's solving the problems that the business had. And we've kind of, right. there's been for a little while now, there has been this kind of, this thing, this this kind of very fluffy terminology that's like, well, product operations will be whatever you want it to be. Um, and I, I actually, I have a problem with that because I, the, on one side, I think there is a, a, there's still a misunderstanding about from employers uh, and hiring managers and, and product leaders, you know, that think they know what they need. And then kind of have this kind of almost this kind of golden nugget that our product operations will solve all these problems for us, you know, which is is firstly just not not true. But actually, until you've said it, you've said it a, a lot better there, which is actually what is product operations? 
it will solve the problems that the product that the, that the business has, or it will at least identify and help with with that piece. I realise that's not particularly concise, but I think there's an important differentiation there: is that actually we are there to help you to solve problems to solve bottlenecks to help you improve and that is very very different to particularly to people that are coming into this role or looking at this role and saying oh it'll be wherever you want it to be you know it's this yeah. magical place whereby you can do do anything and be anybody um so yeah i'll just hand it over to you and, and, and see what you think about that yeah, I mean, this is a conversation I've had, I mean, even with myself, right? Like since I stepped into the role, because at the very, very beginning, I realized it's it's not an easy role to do. It's not an easy role to sell, right? Especially to the product managers you're serving. So at the very beginning, I was like, you know what? I'm just here to make your life as easy as possible. Why would you not want me on your team? I'm literally here to make your life easier, right? But that's not true. Right. A lot of the times I make things maybe a little bit harder. I make it harder by asking you to change, by asking you to do things you're not comfortable doing, by asking you to stop doing things that you're very passionate about. So it really isn't necessarily about easier. It's about being more effective. And that's also different from being more efficient. Right. Because at the end of the day, sure. We would like to do things maybe a little bit faster. We would like to get to market a little bit earlier. We would like to identify the right problems a little bit more easily. But at the end of the day, it's about effectiveness and not even necessarily about efficiency. Yeah. And, and it, sorry, girl, just to jump in there, just um, when Antonio started speaking, I remember that time stood in the rain on a boat in Hamburg and we were having this exact conversation <laughs> about um, how do you sell in the value of product operations? And, it, and and I don't think it's by going to product leadership, a CPO, a VP of product and saying product operations will solve all your problems for you. We will make you more efficient and more effective, full stop, hire me. Um, and I think that's um, it's a little easier actually as kind of an independent consultant to go in and talk about value. We're going to talk about maximizing the performance and impact of your product teams. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you call me product operations or a product consultant or however you, you wish to sell me internally, that's fine. I'm going to talk to you about the impact I will have with your organization, how we'll enable and support you. And that, that's the conversation that we had on that rainy Hamburg boat. Um, I think for product operations, um, job descriptions and applying for them is a little bit harder because actually you have to have this internal knowledge that product operations is the right thing for you and and then the type of person you're looking for. I mean, I, I did an exercise when I was um, at Farfetch with the product operations team there and we trolled the internet looking for job specs. Uh, I think Antonio recently maybe have done this kind of work as well as like looking at the job specs to see what type of product tops hires are being made and what organizations are looking for. And the variety um, all the way up to kind of like senior directors of product operations down to I think product operations specialist or associates, the variety of tasks that's expected was very, very, very broad. And I, I certainly know that was the same uh, in the world of UX, particularly uh, in the UK, the north of the UK when I was doing it. The the understanding of that particular UX design role was was very misunderstood and the, the um, ask was quite broad. 
Um, and I'm sure it's the same with product management when when that role became um, more known as well. It's very broad and many tasks in there as things you wouldn't probably want to do as a product manager or UX designer. And the same with product operations. I think as a consultant, it's a lot easier to talk about the value um, rather than being being hired in. So there's, so there's an interesting thing here because I think you've both touched upon this is certainly absolutely, Antonio, I, I could not agree any more about helping product teams, helping product mm-hmm. departments, helping product functions is not the same as ma- as getting them to do less or making their jobs more efficient, every job they do more efficient. Um, absolutely. Quite often we will look at what they're doing and say, well, hang on a minute, we want you to be able also be able to do this and this and this. Um, and yes, you will have to do a little bit more for this. And I'd like to expand that a little bit further just for a moment, um, because something that I've long felt, long believed, long said is, although it is called product operations and certainly it is helping product as a function with a lens on, on product, you are helping the whole business. You are working across the business. So, I mean, you you, you almost want to call it business operations, but that's not true either. <laughs> it is product. It is focused on product. But certainly, some of the work that I have done best with my teams is working, you know, with the sales teams, helping them interact and get more value out of the product function. And yes, do you know what? This has meant the product teams have got to do a bit more. In some cases, I look at this and I go. Do you know what? This is basic product management stuff that you kind of should have been doing. You weren't. And, you know, so let's let's upskew. But sometimes as well, it's looking at what's the net positive for the business. Yes, there is some extra work that the product teams have got to do or some different nuance they've got to focus on. But the net positive result for the entire business is absolute, is, is absolutely there. Um so it's it's interesting, kind of that you know we we do quite often, so often talk about um, product product management, helping these product teams, and yes, of course we do, and we really have a focus on that. That's not necessarily the same thing as as you know getting them to do less, uh, and I think that's really really good and important a good important point to cover. I don't know if either of you have a an opinion on that. Just just very, very quickly, I would say I'm not product management ops, right? I'm product ops. And I think think we um, sometimes conflate product and product management. Product is the thing that we're trying to monetize, the thing that we're trying to get to customers and drive value for the customer. And there's many, many roles in that. And I, I think as a product ops person, whether consultant or internal, is supposed to help with all elements of that. And some of it might be sales, some of it might be design and research and how we actually optimize those areas. So I would just, just as a point, that's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Antonio, go for it. No, absolutely. I think you're right on the money there. I mean, honestly, some of my best work or the work that I've been most proud of in product operations was busting silos, was getting commercial teams and product teams closer together, was like helping, like, enabling customer facing teams to really give the service or the advice that they can give purely by getting them closer to product, getting them closer to understanding what is currently happening, what actually are our capabilities, what are they not, you know, at what point do I rope in somebody from product in the sales process, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I think that's where the function really, really shines because yes, doing product management well is one piece. 
However, getting that product in front of customers is a whole other story, right? You can be super effective at doing discovery, but if you don't deliver the end product, that's it's almost a moot point. Like it almost doesn't matter then how good you are at discovering the problem, for example. Um, so I this it's really the fact that you can look at how an organization operates holistically is what gets me so excited about being in product ops and about staying in product ops, actually, even though honestly, it's not the easiest job in the world. <laughs> so here's an interesting thing to start to bring this back round to the very point why, why we wanted to put this podcast together, which is, look, does the world need product operations? Um, and, and before we get to that point, it's it's certainly to, to clarify as well that actually, does it need product operations, the function? Does it need product operations, the role? Now, we've very clearly established right from the very off product functions as a sorry, product operations as a function, as the things that make the product function tick, uh, you know, the the way that we do things, the way that we look to improve the ways that we do things, um, you know, has always been there. You know, I think without a shadow of a doubt, the function is there, it is needed. If you didn't have this sense that, okay, well, we've did something this way and we've done it for two years. Is there a better way that we could do this? Is there a faster way? Is there some tech that could help us? Are we using data as efficiently and as well as we could do in our in, embedded into our we didn't have any of that. Okay. Teams would would never change, you know, and and let's face it, would never get better, never be competitive and 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 die out. Now we come on to this thing of is the role needed? And we've said that the role is needed in certain circumstances, is needed certain sizes of business or could be needed. Certainly, it's a lot less needed at certain sizes of organizations, certain um, capabilities of organizations, certain scales of organizations, the way that they have implemented things. They may or may not need a, a dedicated person, but they still have the function. So. Bring all of this back together. Let's assume that we've been asked this question once again. Is product operations, and we'll keep it on the role rather than the function, is it needed? Okay. Is it needed in any business ever? That's where we um, came here. And what do we think? Not, not to be that one, but uh, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> Such a consultant. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? No, but I mean, that's, that is really genuinely, honestly, the answer, right? It depends. And honestly, like apart from capability and size and all of these other things, it also depends on what you're trying to achieve. Because so I, I've sort of been talking a lot about achieving product excellence through product operations, right? To me, that's sort of the quickest way I can think to explain what I do. Um, some companies might not want to be excellent at product of like at product management at product right some companies might want to be really excellent at engineering right some companies might just want to have a really really profitable business and honestly you don't need to be good at product in order to have a profitable business i think this is something that we need to remember and we need to keep reminding ourselves of as well like to a certain extent we are in a bubble 
right? We talk so much about the importance of product, product management, doing it right, doing it effectively. That's not the whole side of the story, right? Sometimes you really don't need to focus on these things to have a good business. And that is totally fine. But I think for me, it's really about making that choice deliberately, right? And not just being like, well, a little bit skeptical about this thing called product operations. Not sure I want to invest in it. Still want to have a really good product team, right? But then just sort of falling into this trap of never really being as effective as you could be, never really reaching the heights you maybe would want to reach and you could reach with product ops. I'll take um, just 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 for fun, I suppose. I will take us. Uh, I will take the slightly different view of the answer is yes. We do need product operations <laughs> as a rule. Um, just to take a slightly different view, I suppose. I think going back to what I originally said in the world of startups, where product operations as a function does exist, and I think Antonio really made that point clear, is is already happening. People are doing it. It might not be the top most important thing to do, but it still exists and it's there. I think in those worlds and. Um, I, I'm not going to put like a, a revenue figure or a number of employees figure or a number of teams figure on that. I just think in the world where your focus is product market fit and monetization and finding what customers want, then you do not need a specific person coming in and trying to reduce waste or to try and streamline things. That's, that just isn't required. I think in the uh, the place that we enjoy existing in the in the chaotic scale up world where a, a a whole new level of investments just happened or an organization has just gone public, an organization has just acquired multiple other products or other organizations and wants to scale really rapidly, absolutely the role is required because you want your teams to keep going forward and keep finding what customers are looking for, keep understanding how to monetize that. And you do not want them to think, wait a minute, we, we used to have three product teams and now we've got 15. What does that mean for me? And how do I, how do I now operate in this world? You need someone to come and do that. Um, in the world of maybe, um, organizations that are large but maybe traditional businesses i think you do need experts coming in and and building teams um, of operators that will help to uh, ensure efficiency and and i mean those organizations where product management is we've all seen them right like let's not pretend these don't exist where they're just delivery machines and that's okay for them that's not like that's all right but you need product operations people to come in and, and help them that machine to deliver more efficiently and you become almost like a a operations management person in that sense. Um, Or you have organizations that are maybe the top 2% in the world at building products for customers. I actually don't think you need product operations people there. Operations is built into the whole nature of how these organizations work. And we're talking about, you know, the the big ones, the Google, the the meta, Um, these organizations that have, been born in the tech era and understood how to build products for customers and scaled and hired people to, who knew how to do that and scaled. The reality is that a lot of organizations um, that exist today that have product teams um, by maybe in some cases by name only actually do require product operations role, a, a, a specific person or team to come in and help them to be more efficient. Maybe that's what they want to lean on. And back to Antonio's point, that's absolutely fine. Getting things to market quickly is not a bad thing to focus on. Um, 
there's organizations that want to be more effective, i.e. getting things to customers that actually land value and make money for the business. Or in that world where scaling is going to become a challenge if you do not have specific people focused on it. And I also don't think in those worlds you want product leadership, cross-functional product leadership, to be solely focused on the, the challenge of that scale. I think you need someone specific or a team of specific people. It's interesting because... You, you know, you, 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 you there's a piece that we kind of have, have not talked about quite yet, which is how do we do all of this before? So, you know, product people, product <laughs> leaders, you know, we're doing a lot or, or had at least had a lot of these things on their mind, okay, about how do we make th- make do things better? Uh, how do we operate our teams? How do we break down these silos? How do we do, you know, all, all, all of these amazing things? Why aren't they, why aren't product leaders doing this? You know already why aren't the directors why aren't the vps why aren't the cpos doing all of this um you know already uh you know and for me it's because they're so focused on the delivery side of things they're so focused on delivering revenue generating putting the new latest products out there etc cetera, etc cetera, reporting to boards etc you know all these great things that you know these the leaders in products do there isn't the time on individuals. And we have to remember, we're talking about humans. We're talking about individuals that have certain number of hours in the day. They have certain capacities. They all have their own personalities. So actually, even if you've got businesses that have that have from the ground up been very focused on efficiency and, and, and you know embedding process into the very heart and nature of who they are as a business, these people aren't always staying there. Now, that's some of that is built on the on the on the precondition that you know uh, the product leader has been there from day one, and now we're in year ten, year fifteen, and they are still there, and they are still working exactly the same way and building all this, all of these, embedding all of these processes. And the fact is, you get different people coming, different ideas, different leadership. Teams break up, teams form apart. Exactly as you said, you've got amalgamations of companies. Different dynamics happen, um, and then there's you know there is that refocus. And product operations is is a consistency as well about making sure that that there is things that just keep operating regardless of what's happening around it. It will flex and it will change and it will improve, but there is a consistency there as well. So just come back to that that piece, which is why aren't product leaders doing this? And this is something that we just keep seeing on social media it's why the, the crux of why this podcast came came about which was isn't product leadership supposed to be doing all of this and if they aren't are they failing in some way okay um how much time do we have <laughs> and like this is my biggest gripe with this entire thing right yeah. product leadership actually has been doing product operations most product leaders i know and i've spoken to are drowning in product operational tasks. The problem is, what are they not doing, right? They're so focused on getting product ops across the board, getting it streamlined, making sure teams know what they're doing. Where's the strategy piece? Where is the coaching piece? Where is the piece that allows them to get the organization to the next level? And we talk so often about product ops enabling individual PMs, individual people in the product team. We do not talk about product ops enabling product leadership excellence nearly enough, right? And I think this is really... So 
we've established product ops exists, whether you like it or not, by virtue of product existing, right? I have a theory that product management has actually become a lot more complex in the last decade, last 10, 15 years, right? So yes, it used to be good enough that product leaders would also focus some of their time on things like product operations, but it now very much comes at the expense of strategy. It very much comes at the expense of having the strategic direction and ultimately not having that will have massive effects on the way you get work done, on the kind of work you actually get done on at the end of the day, whether you're successful or not. So I think this notion of, well, if you're a product leader and you can't do both successfully, um, you're a failure, then we need to stop thinking about that because it simply is no longer feasible to do both well. And I think that's exactly what we're here for. Yeah, an additional point to that, because I, I agree with all of that. I think, um, firstly, I think your theory is um, fact now. I think that the role of product management is just way, way, way more complex. Um, you know, years ago, not not too long ago, to be honest, like the, the product management role was to interface with a couple of other functions, maybe design and engineering only. And as a group, they would cover as much as they possibly could. And because of that, they became stretched. And then we, you know, we break out part of the design role and we say, okay, now we need researchers and we break out part of the engineering role. So, okay, we definitely need like QA, maybe BAs in certain senses. So uh, I think the number of um, communication lines for a product manager, when you then add on top marketing, product marketing, sales, and all the other various ones that we know, it's become way more complex. And we're trying to build really way more complex products for a variety of customer problems in a saturated market. So all of those things are really like super complex. Um, I think what I've seen in, in, I mean, when we just look at the marketplace and we look at how many product managers are being hired, fired, made redundant, the complexity of the role changing, the misunderstanding in some, certain cases of the actual role and what it's trying to achieve, we definitely still see project management or product ownership uh, in more waterfall um, businesses, hiring product managers, and that role is never really going to fit quite right. In a lot of the organizations I've been in, the, the, those ones that are scaling, we're trying to hire more product managers. And um, when that's the case, you need you need levels of product management. You need associate product managers as well as mids and seniors and leaders and groups and heads of and VPs. But when you're scaling like that and, and people are coming and going, it's very hard to hire associates because no one has the time to actually train them in what product management is. So you're hiring more and more junior people that actually don't really have I mean, nowhere has good onboarding, right? Nowhere has good product <laughs> management onboarding. So they're joining an organization, not fully understanding their position in that, how the organization operates, how they're supposed to operate. And those people are finding their own way. And in many cases, they do they do pretty well. In many cases, they, they struggle through, but they're gaining more and more experience just purely by the virtue of being in the organization and growing. And those people are going to continue to be hired and promoted with, with an understanding of what product management looks like 
with very little training or support right from the beginning and really just learning on the job. And I'm not saying learning on the job is a bad thing. I've certainly done a bunch of that. But there's a lot of product managers that are very quickly going up the seniority ranks. And I, I see this in other functions too. Uh, it's not a product management thing. I've seen this in design certainly as well. But our leaders are struggling given the complexity of the role, given the lack of maybe support they have on on their journey up the ladder, and with the fact that they're also now having to like really deeply think about the commercial aspects, uh, which maybe they didn't as much in the past. I think product operations can come in and help with people across uh, all the way up and down those levels, but certainly at the product leadership level, they need someone that can come in and say, look, I have a variety of experience. I've seen these things. The challenges and problems might be the same here. And I can help and enable you to see, have that reality in your organization as well. Yeah, I think I, you've both made some excellent points there. That, you know, there, there is a real lack of focus on actually how do we support the leadership and the strategy of product and 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 by extension you know the wider business as well absolutely um there, there is a lot of focus on how do we how do we help the 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 people on the ground the people at the the, the lowest and, and mid levels are actually delivering actually pro the producers of so much that put, putting the things out the door because that's where all the focus is how do we just enable them you know, I've seen a lot of 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 conversations, a lot of words around. You know, just help. You know, leaders. All they do is they're just to, just to enable and support and provide everything to those people on the ground. And again, that's lovely. But as Antonio said, where's the strategy? Who's focused on the strategy? How do we how are we bring in everything forwards? How are we looking at what's coming in six, twelve, eighteen, twenty four months time? Um, I think that you know, there's a the huge gap there and 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 that's certainly the area that product operations can support but i can't and i come back to this point as well that there is this notion from a lot of people you know that we see on the likes of linkedin and people and you know and social media that have this very utopian view of yeah look in theory you know product product leadership should be able to do this and if they've embedded everything for the you know the last year then they've been doing a great job because everything's nicely done None of this helps people in the situation that they are in now. You know, whether regardless of how they have got there, they are here. And how do we help them now? And, you know, yes, you will have the one in a thousand, one in 10,000 people that have gone in with this great plan from the beginning of their career, or at least the beginning of their time in a particular role, and stuck to that plan all the way along. And yes, they've embedded absolutely everything. Fair play to them. But they are so few and far between. So actually, how do how does product operations help everybody else if we're not going to help those people? How do we help everybody else that is in the situation they are in? And as Antonio said, they're drowning in process. They are drowning in stuff and they are missing other key parts of their role, the things that they are really very, very much paid to help that business moving forward on. Um, and I think that's absolutely where Product why product operations is needed. As we've established, whether it's not a role to start with, certainly in function, but realistically, as, as you get bigger and you have more things on your plate, more things that you need to do uh, as a leader, likely a role in some description that comes down the road. Um, any final thoughts? As we know, we are coming certainly at the end of time now. Any, any final parting thoughts on anything that we've talked about? 
God, I mean, I think if we had a three-hour slot, we would be able to fill that <laughs> one too. There is just so much to talk about when it comes to to product ops, to you know, to how and, and where it sits in the organization, what kind of people it should be made up of. How do you do product ops well, right? How do you become strategic about doing product ops and not just product? Um, there's so many different things to explore here. I think at the end of the day, I I love that these conversations are happening. I love that people are skeptical because it helps us in product ops position ourselves better and to actually really critically think about, well, what actually is the value that we're delivering here? So I'm really grateful for these moments and it's been lovely to chat with you as always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back to a point you just made there, Antonia, um, when UX design started to be a specific role, people were skeptical. skeptical. Uh, same with product management, also skeptical. Like, I'm not saying that this is a role that may um, that we may see uh, as a, as the kind of core function in a, in a role or a, uh, sorry in in a team. Like you see product management, I don't expect we will see in the in the coming years product ops being one of the first hires in into a particular team or organization. I don't expect that to happen. Um, but I think the fact that we're having these conversations, I think the fact that um, product leaders are realizing that operations are becoming something that uh, they can actually hire a specialist to come and help them with. Um, it isn't all just down to them. Uh, for various different reasons, they have other things to think about. They can actually hire people with that specific role title or a team to come and help them do that. I think it, we are accountable for going back to Graham's point to understanding what that utopia looks like. Um, to understand the the delta between where an org currently is and what that utopia may look like for them, um, and then to enable, to nudge, to support, to build continuous improvement mindsets, to build product thinking mindsets, um, to reduce the waste, to allow teams to focus on customer value, business value, etc. I think it's on us to 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 do that, and that's also on product leadership. And um, that's why I think Product Tops can be a really good partner in that endeavor. Yeah, I, I think that's a great final piece, Chris, to, 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 for us to finish on, you know, product operations being that partner to product leadership to, you know, to, you know in, that, in that direction for, for success. Um, I think that's fantastic. Chris, Antonia, thank you so much. Uh, genuine, genuinely brilliant uh, conversation. Uh, I love, love speaking to you both as always. Um, and to everybody watching, thank you so much. Um, we we may actually do some more of this sort of stuff in the future. Um, you know, as Antonia said, there is so much for us to dive into, uh, you know, on some specific topics, uh, certainly a conversation that we've all had about whether we continue to talk more about this in these sorts of podcasts. But for now, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Um, and uh, speak to you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you.